Hello and welcome to the 53rd episode of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. Now, before we get started today, I would like to ask you at home to leave a review, etc. on whatever platform you're using. Share us around. And as a reminder, we do read comments and such on the show. So if you've got questions, concerns, if you just want to yell at Jordan about something, I know I do, just leave a comment and we'll read it aloud on the show. I'll even choose to not be offended if that like <laughs> is what it takes. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, but with all that out of the way, we'll be jumping on in the chapter 1050, then later 602 through 612. So there's some chaos going on here, huh? Yeah, I grow more confused about this germa thing by the week. Mm. Yeah, apparently they are here, and I guess they are the ones who caused the fire to release them. But last we saw, there were two figures, presumably these two, in Chocolatown, mm-hmm. which is like a fair distance away by boat. It took them like 12 hours, I believe, when they were sailing from Whole Cake to Chocolatown in the climax of Whole Cake Island when the Straw Hats were there. So either we've just skipped ahead in time a little bit, or are there two duos? I I guess there could be, but like, who? Who? Uh, Judge and uh, Judge's friend Schmudge. Oh, Judge and Smudge. <laughs> yeah. The most powerful duo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I really don't have any idea. I, mean, yeah. I assume Judge must be around somewhere, but... Probably the getting longer... their escape ready, though. Like, I guess... Yeah, I guess that's true. But they can just, like, fly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not yeah, a big deal. That's a good point. I don't, then I don't know. <laughs> I think it's more likely that they just skipped ahead in time a little bit, and now they're here. But it's not the way it comes across, so... Guess it took a while for Oven to move a book that big. <laughs> Guess so. Uh, but that takes us on in to the chapter 1050, Honor. I feel uh, the honor, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, I believe one of your points last week about why it doesn't really feel like Kaido's done just yet. Um, one of them was that he was still in his dragon form as mm. he was being drilled down to the ground but lucky us that's been resolved immediately like yeah that <laughs> thank you oda you did it again indeed he heard you and he's like you know what that's a good point jordan from <laughs> the us of a <laughs> let me take care of that for you <laughs> gotta gotta listen to my number two fan oh yes uh but yeah he's back in human form he's been drilled uh pretty deep Pretty deep by the looks of things. <laughs> deep enough to be in a volcano. Like yeah, apparently the Mount Fuji of Wano is a volcano, yeah. for starters. And uh both Kaido and Big Mom are in the uh the magma bit of it. Bummer. Way down there. Yeah. Sucks for them. <laughs> Not great. Uh Luffy's in a better spot though. He was falling. It's probably gonna be a big bonk. But uh Yamato caught him pleasant yeah that i mean that makes as much sense as anyone else really yamato was one of the more well-informed people there so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and momo's all tuckered up with good reason apparently like <laughs> yeah did, did a whole whole heckin move indeed there's a lot of flame clouds they're all still there so i guess he's not like that tuckered yeah or he, he just doesn't know how to that. turn them off <laughs> could be maybe that's why he's so drained because he yeah. has to maintain those and he doesn't know how to not eventually he'll uh, just pass out <laughs> for sure and uh the narrator goes ahead and starts revising <laughs> that claim made a little while back <laughs> uh formerly kaido it says no longer the winner 
guess we'll find out who the real winner was in a little bit yeah the the build here was a little weird but uh the narrative is nice so indeed i like it a lot uh we stop back in with the people of the flower capital uh mostly these two tendru and otoko uh otoko asking uh, our tendru friend about uh about her dad about how uh she heard a rumor that uh, Yasue was the one who gave the country a fighting chance by making that sacrifice. Tendru's like, yeah, basically, if he didn't do what he did, uh, Wano probably would have lost all hope. So Toko goes ahead and uh, decides to revise her balloon from I simply want to see my daddy to thank you, daddy. It's a cute little sentiment. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, poor Otoko, though. She doesn't look like she's having that bad of a time. Look how yeah. happy she is. <laughs> Through no That's... outside influence whatsoever. None. Yeah, just a happy kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Full of joy. Big smiles. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a nice little scene. I'm glad that we got the chat back in with... Uh, Two of the, I think the only two, like members of Wano Country that are not involved in the battle, but are still going to be the most affected by it. Yeah, yeah, just the the average person gives us hope for the future to see a place where Otoko could actually, like, grow up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Then we pop back outside. Uh, my man Nekamamushi gazing upon the flower capital sky boats he's pretty impressed but then he remembers oh yeah I was supposed to be doing something <laughs> some minor <laughs> I, task yeah I had something to do and he announces to everybody through the Marys I presume uh, the Luffy smashed Kaido way down deep into the ground Onigashima would have fallen, but Momonosuke caught it as a giant dragon. Clarifies this matter with Yamato for a second from a great distance, but (laughs) it's fine. Either they're both really loud, or they simply have some sort of communication device. Based off of these two's personalities, I'm going with option one there. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, and they all finally realize what the giant pink dragon was about. <laughs> I was wondering about that myself. <laughs> yeah, who is that guy? Yeah. Never seen a pink one in my entire life, least of all a dragon. Uh, they're all shocked to hear that Momonosuke has powers. Um, I guess that's true. Momonosuke wasn't really well seen, like, as far as his arc goes, he wasn't seen by like the populace very frequently. Um, yeah, well, I feel like he was trying not to be for quite some time. <laughs> because he's just a little boy. Yep. <laughs> he's just shy at that age. We all were. Mm-hmm. Even if, I mean, I was kidding, but if that were the case, I could kind of see it. Because I would imagine that maybe some people might lose hope in the battle if they found out that their Shogun was actually just a little boy. Uh, true. uh, That that wasn't the case for the people of uh, Udon, the Udon prison, when they first saw him towards the beginning of this arc. Yeah, I mean, blood matters to these people, so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hopefully they can see past that pretty easily. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't yeah. count on it yeah, well. <laughs> uh, but then they, they all have a big cheer we won hooray we took down two emperors uh, our kappa friend give him a little smile Rizo's doing ninja stuff I guess <laughs> he looks very serious for some reason he's still wet from the waters of Zao but uh, they make us look at a poo again they sure do uh, how much do you want to bet that in a chapter or two that uh, 
Apu will be trying to cozy on up to Luffy as a final resort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless... Mm, yep. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, what else is he going to do? It's not like he can get on the government's good side. Doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> he he attacks some CP0 guys. He also doesn't have anything to trade. Like, he might have some information that other people don't have. That kind of is his thing. But, like, look at where that's gotten him. He might have been able to offer them information to help take down Kaido. But Luffy went ahead and did that for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> if it were Caribou, that would be a different scenario. But uh, I don't know about this Apu fellow. No. And we get to see Beppo giving Law a big ol' from behind hug. So that's the most important thing. <laughs> He's just glad to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean Still just kinda of bummed out about the Beppo situation of it all, but I'm sure one day, one day he will fight somebody and it will be impressive. Yeah, he'll have that Sue Long form. That Sue Long form that we already know that he has Oda, so just show it off. Right? I really don't get why it didn't happen here. <laughs> yeah. But everyone was going Sue Long in this battle. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. He was too busy thinking about female bears. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. But all <laughs> Oda had to do was like show in like one panel somewhere, like when the Sue Longing was happening, that Beppo was also in it, and just have someone say, "Oh, hey, I didn't know Beppo could go Su Long or whatever." Just that we know that it's him because they look pretty different when they're yeah. Su Long forms. Yeah. And that would have been good. It would have been nice just to have it confirmed on the panel, but Oda didn't give it to us. So, no. poor Laws Scrub Crew. Yeah. Maybe one day they will do anything notable. Nope. Uh, then we pop in to some other parties around Nami, Tama, Marco, Zeus. They're all pretty pleased. Uh, the elderly gentleman and some random samurais. Pretty pleased. Ra and such. And everybody is bringing their dead and wounded to Chopper. That poor small man. Yeah, he's gonna be a busy guy there's a great deal of wounded people here yeah and like miyagi's like great i'm here to help but even with the squirrel lady you're still only two people helping yeah, out only... this one person that's that's definitely good that they have more hands but still think they might need a few more yeah i hope that the the samurai knows some field medicine i mean they certainly should they're like they're soldiers they basically. should <laughs> but nobody knows for sure they pop back outside again. Back to Momonosuke. Communicating telepathically to Zunisha. Uh, who is still seemingly as far away f from Wano as she's ever been. Yep. Um, I also don't see the boats from the, uh, the world government down there around her lanes anymore. So Step them. that's something. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but Momonosuke has decided to not open the borders just yet. We don't really get to see why. Uh, we know he was worried a few chapters ago about outside evils like the world government just coming over and tearing up their land and such, which, fair enough, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, uh, I do... I, I like the tenacity shown in the Beast Pirates here immediately after that. Like, some of the goons just are like, well, yeah, we still got we got numbers. Let's keep going. Let's see what happens. Uh, Indeed. Not much is the answer, but. Uh, yeah. They also are like, kind of, I mean, they're not right, you know, but I can see how they would be hard pressed to believe that kaido didn't actually lose um just considering that uh they heard this information from one of the enemy so that could easily just have been a trick you know yeah for sure well and and kaido's like 
whole thing was that he had to get Luffy's head to prove that it was done. So, like, that's just what they're used to. So, without seeing the, the proof themselves, yeah, it checks out. Indeed. Too bad. Kaido's busy right now. Uh, but, yeah, they're still fighting. Uh, some boys on our squad, such as Franti, more than content to keep duking it out for a bit. Brooke doesn't want to, but uh, seems like it's a non-issue because Yamato shows up and he's like, hey, you guys would have died if not for Luffy. So, like, calm down. But if you don't want to calm down, I'll kill you myself. That's a pretty, pretty solid reasoning right there. Indeed. Yamato's growing on me more and more with each chapter. Yeah, going to be pretty interested to see where they end up slotting in in like the group dynamic, but pretty excited. Quite so. Uh, then we pop outside, and then we pop underground immediately uh, to see Kaido and... I'm assuming that's Big Mom over there, but I don't really see how that could be the case based on the silhouette. Yeah, Big Mom also would have been cooking for a little bit now. I suppose that's true. Maybe that's why the shape has changed. Maybe. When you're in lava for long enough, you just become like a a wiggly circle with one arm. <laughs> Should have just made the lava into a homie. That would have fixed yeah. everything. That would have been scary. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been extremely scary, yes. I remember back when uh, Whole Cake Island was still going. There was that like final page of the chapter where big mom and them are chasing after the straw hats after they've left whole cake and in you know the the manga all you can see is like a great big black and white wave chasing them mm-hmm. with a face on it so people at the time myself included thought that big mom had turned the ocean itself or at least a, a section of it into a homie and that would have been bad news but uh turns out it was just a candy wave yeah she had turned into a homie. yeah it yeah, that would have been incredibly overpowered. So, <laughs> delight. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, great. We yeah. do. <laughs> Big Mom needs more power. <laughs> For sure. Not strong enough. Uh, then we pop back to Udon. Uh, which is, you know, a little bit inland on Onigashima, but still coastal. Uh, Babanuki and someone looking out towards the sea. Apparently something's going on out there. And then uh, there's a great big heckin' explosion. Just to declare Luffy. that Luffy won. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, I like this background, you know, with the... Like, the drama of Luffy being declared the winner as something heckin' crazy is going on. Yeah. But I'm a little bit confused <laughs> about how this occurred. Onigashima's been over the mainland for quite some time. Right, mm-hmm. and both Kaido and Big Mom were forced down into the ground. So did they go like into the lava pool under the volcano, and then they just drifted out underneath the ocean in the lava? Is that I what mean, I am to understand? I guess so, but lava is not known to be a terribly fast-moving thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really know. It's not like they have some reactive agent in their body that would cause an explosion. Mm-mm. But that's definitely what's implied. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting, when I read through this the first time, we were popping from Baba Nuki's face to the following page. And I saw the explosion. I'm like, oh, is Kaido like bursting out? Are we not yeah. actually done here? But uh, doesn't actually go anywhere. They're just, it's seem to be done. Really for real. Why is this happening? Like, what is the <laughs> significance of it? I've been seeing some... I can't remember who mentioned this, but someone on Twitter, I think, um, was like, okay, this clearly means that the raid isn't actually done yet because the whole point has been to, like, bring Wano into the dawn, you know? And now the sky is all blacked out. So that doesn't seem to be like match up thematically with what they've been trying to do, you know? So if that was the point to like kind of 
create a set piece in which the dawn cannot literally come because the sky is blacked out. And I could kind of see it working, but as it stands now, if we are to actually believe this is over, very strange. Yeah. I mean, the, the plaques are there saying winner yeah. Luffy. So and that was true with when Kaido supposedly won back then too. Well, that's true. I guess we could get a formerly <laughs> Luffy again, but I don't know. I don't really want that to be the case, though. I think, I mean, the Kaido fight had its ups and downs. You know, there was some weird stuff going on in there for sure. But it went on for a good long while. And I just, I'm just kind of ready to be done with Wano. <laughs> Yeah, Wano itself has gone on for a good long while. And like yeah, I mean, we've been in I didn't go back and double check, but it, it matches up in my head. Apparently just at three has been almost a hundred chapters. Really? Yeah. Hot dang. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. So we've been in here on Onigashima for nearly a tenth of the entire story. If that turns out to be true. That's crazy. Seems like that might be the case. It it feels like it. Because what? Chapter 1000, that was when Luffy got to the roof. And they had been like doing stuff elsewhere for a little bit prior to that. So that, that pretty much just doesn't feel like 50 chapters, but I believe it. <laughs> Indeed. So I'm going to go ahead and make the claim. I think Kaido's actually for real done. Lava has killed and or incapacitated three of the four emperors well i i guess the magma isn't what actually killed whitebeard but got him pretty close yeah it was a, definitely a big factor Indeed. uh but this explosion is what causes the people of wano to finally realize something weird's going on <laughs> to their despair kaido just floats on in but just kidding it is uh not kaido it is momonosuke surprise yeah the pink didn't set it off uh maybe he just drank so much that he was a little bit flushed a lot of it yeah <laughs> he also got a sunburn indeed he went from like an azure blue to pure pink after one or two drinks <laughs> throughout the fight yeah he definitely can't hold his liquor indeed and like you said there was sunburn involved here mm-hmm. he was recently in a volcano so that's that's pretty hot yeah, well, that that would mean that he's dehydrated too, which means the alcohol will hit him that much faster. So, there's we legs on this. This guy is Kaido, is what we're trying to say. Debunked. Uh, surprise! It's Mobonosuke. I am not Kaido. He says nearly immediately. Uh, and guess what? People of the Wano country, we defeated Kaido. Well, you guys are partying down here. We solved all your problems for you. There you go. Congratulations, us. Now let us party. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Momonosuke also seems to have brought uh, probably the entirety of the Nine Red Scabbards. How many silhouettes, sir? I can count seven. Seven rounds up. <laughs> Good enough for me. Yeah. Well, doesn't doesn't Usopp have the other two? Uh, Usopp had Kinemon and... Did he have Izo? Not Izo. Izo's sister. Blanking on her name. Uh, perhaps one day I may even remember. But, uh, yeah, two of them were in Chopper's care. And presumably still are. I don't know if Chopper would have gotten them up to a tip-top shape. There we go. Oh, Kiku. You figured it out. We did it. <laughs> well done. Applause to us. Yay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're probably still down. So this is probably just the seven of them plus Momonosuke. And uh, Hiori's here. Hooray. That's a big deal. Indeed. The people don't yet know that uh, she is Odin's daughter. She's still simply Kamurasaki to them. And they're more hyped <laughs> about that than the I am not Kaido situation. So I'm glad the people of Wano have their priorities straight. Yeah. They don't care who it is. 
<laughs> Maybe they're assuming that it was Lady Kumarasaki. <laughs> Could be. Uh, when a pink dragon who looks identical to Kaido floats down from on high, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be able to piece it together if I was just a <laughs> random person, that's for sure. Indeed. Uh, and then Denjiro also emerges from the dust. Uh, they're worried about what happened to his pompadour, and <laughs> I can't blame them. But uh, Denjiro here's got an announcement to make. The new shogun of Wano. Don't get to see him, but he's there. <laughs> Indeed. Uh... So, sure does appear as though in the next chapter, or I don't know, maybe they'll cut back to Luffy or something next chapter. But uh, in the coming chapters, Momonosuke, or maybe Hiyori, I could see that being a, a bit of a twist. Um, going to be officially pronounced the Shogun at long last. Yeah, uh, I mean... That, that's been what we've been building towards, so it's pretty nice to see it happening. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to be like before or after the impending party, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's a party already going on. Oh, I, is that Panda Man in the bottom right corner of the first panel on page 16? Uh, that sure is. Hanging nice. out. Fleeing running away from, uh, yeah. <laughs> getting the heck out of there fair yeah. enough uh panaman distracted me oh yeah yeah there's a there's already a party going on but like everyone's pretty tired or dying so <laughs> i could definitely see this being like a jump forward a week or two thing the heck they might party for a full two weeks honestly <laughs> yeah they've been enslaved for 20 years so i think that is well merited <laughs> Yeah, like this is their their one day to party out of the year. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say, yeah, just ride that wave until Luffy wakes back up and then party a little bit more. Yeah, agreed in a big way. Uh, but our boys here aren't actually quite out of the woods just yet. Because uh, unless you were correct in thinking that uh, Zunesha literally crushed that entire fleet <laughs> off screen... Uh, the world government still plans to come here and take it over once Kaido is done. That's true. We'll see what happens with that, but they don't have anyone left to like report on the outcome, so someone's going to have to come back. Tr- well, we saw last chapter, just before Luffy like slammed Kaido into the Earth's crust, that the one remaining CP0 guy was fleeing at that time. Um, so he probably did see what happened. He has no reason of knowing one way or the other like what like the outcome of that punch was. Um, but he definitely knew the situation just up until that point. So I think the I think the world government's coming. I think there's gonna be one final struggle with them, perhaps, before uh, the party can properly begin. That's gonna suck if true. <laughs> Uh, in what way? It's just everyone's so tired. Like, if they don't have time to sleep or eat before the world government shows up, like, they they brought a fair number of ships and all that, so I'd, I'd be scared. For sure. If I were to guess... I would say that the world government is indeed going to roll up here, perhaps in the middle of the party. I don't know. Mm. Um, while the straw hats are all, you know, exhausted and resting and all that. You're going to be like, okay, we own this place now. Uh, lay down your weapons, etc. And then at that point, the the samurai, the soldiers of Wano plus Momonosuke, are going to rise and kick these no good world government goons off their heck and land. And uh, the world government's already kind of frightened about the stories of how strong the samurai were. So they're trying to put that final nail in the coffin on that like small plot point addressed earlier. Might be satisfying. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd, I'd be into that. I mean, that, that fits with Momo saying he doesn't want to open the borders yet. So... 
but that all depends on who they actually sent. And you and yeah. I were considering a while back that Rob Lucci himself might be on that ship. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, that guy's not going to back down. <laughs> no, he's not going to care one bit. But no. if it's Kobe, you got a pretty good chance, actually. <laughs> Kobe's a pretty reasonable guy. Last we saw, he was a little bit busy, but who knows how much time has passed since then. Apparently, you can just jump all over the place. Indeed. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. You're going to be getting all the fun post-arc stuff soon. The party, the bounty increase, probably. The yeah. checking in on the rest of the world. Yeah, the bounty increase is something I'm definitely uh, going to be interested in. I don't know how you give someone a bounty after they've taken out two of the top people. <laughs> like, For sure. Like, does he skyrocket past Kaido himself to be like the number one bounty in the world? What's Shanks' bounty? I don't remember, but it was less than Kaido's for sure. Wow. I mean, he Kaido. took Kaido out, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically single-handed. Basically. Yep. And that's how it's worked in the past, generally speaking. When Luffy took down Crocodile, he shot up past him. Uh, that's the only example I can think of off the top of my head. But what if they Todd Curry? You know, same. What, what if they just dropped his bounty complete, like got rid of the bounty on his head completely? How wild would that be? That would be pretty crazy. But they already tried to fake us out and make us think that. After the whole Cake Island incident? Yeah. So I don't think they would be like a... They would pull the old switcheroo. Well, maybe it might be funny. Luffy would see the zero and be like, oh, man. <laughs> right? Like, gotta start all <laughs> <Not> over. <again. laughs> um, but yeah, I don't... I don't know what else they would do other than just boost him up. But then, so. like, what happens after that? Uh, then Blackbeard goes diving into the lava, <laughs> fishes out Kaido <laughs> and Big Mom, and uh, he kills Luffy here and now. Pretty dope if true. Yeah. Steals the Nika fruit for himself because, you know, already stealing stuff. Why the heck not? Right. Once you have that one, you're you're probably good to eat <laughs> as many devil fruits as you want. Pretty much. Uh, I guess we'll... We'll see. This post-arc stuff is usually the hypest part of a given arc. So, Yeah, Looking we're going to get some some info dumping, hopefully. Especially with all the other crud that's going on around the world. Yeah. It's all to do. Oh boy, is it. But That's uh, for sure. We got, what, one week break this time? Uh, no. A zero week break this time. Uh, next chapter releases June 5th. This upcoming Sunday. Perfect. Yep. And that takes us into the reread. Uh, so, welcome to the reread. This is where we're going to do 602 to 612. Indeed. This is where we do the rereading. The re- yeah, well, we already did the rereading. Now we talk about the rereading we read. I thought this week, instead of doing the reread in advance and talking about it, we would just silently read the 10 chapters <laughs> on the show. Every now and then just be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be a pretty good goof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the fun little thing for this is from Rayleigh saying, make it to the top to the crew, making it to the very bottom. Uh, yeah, that happens like three chapters <laughs> into this chunk, but uh, they stay there the entire time, so. It jives. Uh, they make it to, like, the kind of bottom within the first couple of chapters. <laughs> it's the false bottom. Um, <laughs> For sure. And then they make it... Well, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a fun little time. It's not, like, super mind-blowing in the way of plot relevance. Um, there's a lot of good crew interactions, which we haven't had for the past however many chapters many 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 Um, but uh it's it's a good time to look at the wildlife that oda draws for sure there's a lot of the scary stuff with rows of teeth and no eyes but like he also takes the time to draw a giant blobfish just to round out the whole experience 
And I really felt like that was the capstone <laughs> of their going to Fishman Island adventure. <laughs> I'm glad you simply agree. Yeah. Once they saw him, it was like, all right, they're there. Yeah. It's, and it's Fishman like we're Island there. just is a blobfish. <laughs> uh, well, pretty much. Um, I like that Oda took the time to kind of show off some of the new powers our guys have gotten as like a bit of a tease for what they can really do when we get to the end of the arc. Like uh, Frankie's rocket launchers. Those are fun and very big explosions. Yeah, I was surprised that didn't mess with the coding. Uh, don't worry about it. Frankly, frankly, Frankie put uh, <laughs> more coding on his shoulders so that oh. it could pass through. Yeah, it's each fun. of the rockets gets their own little bubble. It's mm-hmm. kind of cute. Yep. Uh, Robin's got big hands. Yep. That's fun. Yep. Uh, we get the the Sanji just zooping out of his bubble real quick thing. That's cool. Yeah. As fast uh, as a fish man, they said. It's quite fast. Very fast, as we are shown he wasn't later. Crushed. He was not crushed by the pressure of the ocean. Um. Yeah. This particular one, they were only at the twenty thousand feet i think because that was when they fought the kraken right uh, it's yes. only twenty thousand feet Thomas. <laughs> yeah, i was about to say a mere twenty thousand even you or i could be totally fine mm-hmm. at that measly depth now twenty thousand and one nah i'm out of there yeah. no thank you <laughs> the moment we hit twenty thousand and one dead instantly mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it's just like a foot down there chain reaction instant death sorry yeah. Um, but yeah, how he survived that, I don't really know, because they made a big deal about Zoro going out into it, so mm-hmm. who can say? I think it just confirms that uh, Sanji is tankier than Zoro. <laughs> it's the only conclusion I can draw. I mean, yeah, these days it certainly is uh, at least worth arguing. <laughs> Indeed, for sure. Uh, so, Caribou shows up and is immediately neutralized. Um, he's kind of like, I mean, he's been built up to this point to be like pretty nasty, which mm-hmm. he is, but like not in a power level kind of way. Um, and then he's just a nuisance. <laughs> like, and then an ally for a little while for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, as I was reading through this again, I really saw the parallel between, Fishman Island and like the beginning of the story overall. Um, like obviously Arlong is brought up a lot and Hody is like a very a, a pretty clear parallel to him. <laughs> uh, sure. And in, in that regard, Caribou kind of takes the place of buggy. Like it's just like, oh. here's someone that could be kind of scared. Oh no, nope, never mind. <laughs> It's especially fascinating because this guy's like a Lodia type, which would have been just like real bad news for them. Uh, not all that long ago, but they're just that much stronger now. Yeah, how they got him in a barrel <laughs> and to stay in the barrel, I don't <laughs> quite understand. Uh, ropes and wood and nails, Jordan. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, Frankie's very good at what he does. Yeah. Uh, tight (laughs) so for for some other parallels that we get like uh i mean this one again is very obvious but the the kraken and momu considering they're both here like uh (laughs) pretty pretty uh in your face on that one Mm -hmm. but i like it i like it a lot oh it's a heck of an upgrade (laughs) (laughs) yeah no doubt yeah and then Momo's uh, just gone for the rest. <laughs> Brought him back just to be spooked. Yeah, just to remind you of, like, re- remember this used to be kind of a threat, not really? Well, now this is the kind of a threat, not really. Indeed. Even in Momo's own flashbacks, getting bopped around by beginning of series, Sanji and Luffy. Well, he didn't do anything else. Like, <laughs> there's no flashback you could have of Momu where he looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Uh, yeah. 
You try to I almost feel bad. <laughs> uh, so they, I mean, they they use the giant kraken to make their way to Fishman Island, avoiding many just underwater obstacles. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, they get to show off their powers a little bit, which is always neat. Uh, but I don't know. Like until they. Well, even after they make it to the island, like, the main threat that they face is drowning. <laughs> <laughs> the the new Fishman pirates on the, oh god, sea beasts or whatever these ones are, um, mm. like, they look threatening, for sure, but even Luffy's like, nah, nah, don't care. <laughs> Not going to listen to a word you're saying, Hammond. Yeah. Nobody and cares about him. <laughs> and then it turns out that the the like ringed octopus dude is actually stronger than that Hammond guy who was taking the lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I guess Octopus Man is just a new recruit. Doesn't quite have the the pull within the organization yet. Probably does now that Hammond got fucking clapped. <laughs> yeah, instant promotion. I don't know who else would do it. So as soon as your boss is like murdered, you get his job. Those are the rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's some downtime where they're chilling with the mermaids, which is nice to see some goofs in there and whatnot, and it sets up what happens with Caribou. But like, mm-hmm. until they make it to the palace, there isn't really that much big happening. Uh, they do set up the looming threat of Big Mom, which is interesting, considering that continues for like 400 chapters. Indeed. I really liked Luffy's line there. Big Mom, huh? I wonder if I'll meet her one day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Luffy. It'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, not for quite some time. I think it's pretty messed up that Big Mom now and even Whitebeard in the past even have to lay claim to Fishman Island to protect it. It's a member yeah. state of the world <laughs> government, and yet they care so little about it that they let it just be run by pirates effectively, even though sending troops there would be an enormous tactical advantage since you have to go through there to get to the new world if you're like a pirate, you know? Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, yeah, I... If I were the fishman, like, I'd want to be left alone, probably, but not with all the ransacking, like... Yeah, exactly. Just, like, having, like, a vice admiral, or a few, or one of the admirals, I don't know, just have them be based in a base on Fishman Island, and that cuts your pirate problem in the New World down. Uh, Probably close to 0%, I would imagine. (laughs) Uh, yeah, wouldn't be much of a story then, but you're right. Like, that would be the the best tactical move. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'd just get depressed being down there for so long. Indeed. I mean, they get sunlight, so I don't know what they could be sad about. But... Yeah, it's a very pretty place by all accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chances are most Neptune? of... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> Quite a looker. Mm-hmm. Uh um yeah i don't know we'll have to write to the world government and tell them they fucked up oh i've got the letter drafted already (laughs) fantastic just gotta find the stamp uh you might need more than one just as a heads up uh hody doesn't need more than one mouth to destroy a ship (laughs) (laughs) uh for sure he probably also didn't need more than one pill to do it either and yet he took took a bit of a mouthful (laughs) yeah this is such a like showboaty thing and i i'm trying to remember back to when i like first read this if i was like oh man this is gonna be tough but eh, like he didn't he's a fish man underwater and he takes out like a coded ship that's very limited in what it can do like am i impressed eh not really but he he did it handcuffed though 
<laughs> That's very impressive. Ooh, I'm terrified of handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. The feet's not terribly impressive. If you like... But what we see him do as a result, not very impressive. But I think back in the day, I was more scared of him because of the number of pills that he took. He's a fishman, pretty strong. Hody, probably stronger than your average smuck fishman, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like each one of those pills like doubles his strength or whatever they say. That's that's pretty that's pretty spooky. But then he goes on to do something that like any fishman <laughs> could do, probably. Right, like Zoro just chopped a boat in half in one slice like Mm -hmm. a bigger boat than that i'm pretty sure so Mm -hmm. eh. Eh. even when we first see the fish man back on on our lawn park they mess up a bit old battleship with ease (laughs) yeah that's true it's not a big deal no but uh hody's hody's scary though i i promise (laughs) (laughs) yeah like he just he just likes to show off that's fine um, and that's all I got to say about them right now. Uh, they, the crew, they do make it to Neptune's palace through a few weird odds and ends. Uh, but they make it and that's great. And on the outside of the palace, there's like a giant dragon statue that greatly resembles Kaido without the horns and mane of hair, which might be nothing, but like. It is a, a fish fish fruit, so maybe it has something like it. It looks very similar to Momo, like it's kind of weird. I think like the meta answer is just that Ryudu Palace is like a thing in Japanese mythology. It's like the Dragon Palace, effectively. It's underwater. Mm. Um, but like in canon, maybe like there is a connection between like. You know, I've been theorizing for a long time that like individual Zoan devil fruits like are based off like an actual dragon or something that appeared in the ancient past or what have you. Yep. So maybe there's a connection between that ancient dragon and the and Fishman Island. Yeah. Could be. Totally could see that. Yeah. The iconography is there, so that pretty much checks out. Right. Like if if Odo wants to run with that, great. If not, this is still pretty great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm freaking gigantic this palace (laughs) yes but so is neptune so it has to be (laughs) (laughs) yeah with all that power the man still gets scolded like a child though so (laughs) yeah but he also rides around on a whale that gets like a an introductory bots just as big as his (laughs) (laughs) it's a very important whale Neptune and hoe the whale (laughs) (laughs) thanks Uh, yeah, I mean, Hoei's a real character, so mm-hmm. I'm into it. Yep. Uh, and then, I mean, sure, Hoshi's also there. Like, we we <laughs> don't really get much uh, with our ending point here, but uh, she big. She sure is. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they give us. Like, <laughs> Luffy's hungry, she's big, and let's move on. <laughs> pretty much i'm sure she won't go on to be relevant in any way going forward no i sure would be shocked if it turned out she was like literally one of the ancient weapons or something but well uh, that that'd be bonkers yeah (laughs) weapons can't be alive yeah that's for sure just look (laughs) at frankie um yeah so it's it's a good start to this little arc um it's fun i love seeing the crew back together always do uh Mm -hmm. And there's just some good times to go around and lots of pretty things to look at in this whole chunk. I think we would be remiss to not at least slightly address the prophecy of it all. Introduced oh, in this yeah. Chunk. Yeah. Good old shark lady. Indeed. Apparently she's at a 100% accuracy rate when it comes to predictions. And we find out later that even Roger believed her when it comes to this sort of thing back in the day as it relates to the joy boy nonsense we're currently all wrapped up in so in the here and now charlie predicts that luffy will destroy fishman island 
So uh, unless this is the one time she's wrong and has been in the last like 50 years of her career or what have you, uh, this is going to happen in the story one day. Uh, thoughts or concerns when it comes to uh, Luffy destroying Fishman Island? Well, I mean, I, I wonder how vague her like visions are because I could see it being more like destroying the need for Fishman Island, like creating a world where there's no more blatant fucking racism. <laughs> um, like I, I could see that, you know, but if, if she saw him literally like whatever, breaking the tree that gives them sunlight or something like that's hard to deny, but yeah. if if she just sees, like, you know, if it's more like tea reading or whatever, where you're just interpreting uh, symbols and all that, like, yeah, I could, I could see Oda pulling a fast one and doing something along those lines that I said. Because um, I don't see how else Luffy, the, the Luffy that I know, would destroy Fishman Island, like... I don't know. What not are your very, thoughts? Not very in character for our rubbery lad. Huh? No. Uh, so my opinion kind of sits with what I've seen to be the most popular theory on this matter. Um, Fishman Island. You know. You know it. You love it. You're familiar with its general location of under the red line. Hmm. Uh, Directly above Fishman Island, like if you just go straight up vertically, uh, you'll find the holy city of yeah. Mary Joie. So people have thought for some time, and I subscribe to this as well, that perhaps one day, while destroying the city in the final conflict against the world government, either, I don't know, with an ancient weapon maybe, or just a punch the size of a continent that he can do now, <laughs> um, Maybe Luffy in destroying the red and the Mary Joie and maybe the red line just of one stroke will kind of take out that entire bit of the world. Um, or maybe he'll destroy the red line and like the big old rubble <laughs> that would be falling down would have a good shot at destroying Fishman Island too. Um, hopefully by then uh, the world government has either given in to their demands to relocate them or they just kind of move out of their own accord. Uh, but it sure would suck if they actually died in that conflict. Yeah, I don't see how that makes sense. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> all so? the all the parts leading up to it, yeah, cool. The them dying part would be Obviously. just wild. <laughs> like, for, for there to be such drastic... Uh, consequences to such a good act that luffy would be doing would just it it would feel weird to me agreed i imagine it probably has to harken back to the ark noah maybe like there's some sort of warning well it doesn't i guess we'll come back to this when the ark is over but i think luffy like destroys that ark that's supposed to like take them to the surface in defeating hody there's definitely um, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Point is, I don't remember if the arc gets through intact, but uh, I guess we'll touch back on this point when uh, when it becomes relevant again. Yeah, they'll just they'll they'll take uh, Enel's arc if this one doesn't work out. Yeah, they'll go to the moon. Yep. <laughs> they'll use Enel's arc to go to the moon. Get Enel's mm -hmm. arc that's mm -hmm. on the moon. Take mm -hmm. that back. Now, just because that's how the story had to go, they've got two arcs. They can just give one <laughs> to the uh, to the fishmen. Everyone so. wins. Mm -hmm. Ah, but nuts! His arc runs on electricity. If you get electricity wet, it like goes kaput. Better have so. a really good coating. <laughs> I guess so. This checks out. I think we cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, we always do. Indeed. Uh, okay, so with the prophecy out of the way. You got anything else? Uh, that was my main point, I believe, and the big mom thing from earlier. So, uh, no, all I got left are some ha-has, some tees, some ho-hos. Well, 
why don't you start us off with one of those? Take your pick. So, while I found Sanji to be generally terrible for pretty much this entire chunk, uh, I was deeply amused by him being turned into stone at the very beginning just by looking at Hancock through a telescope when she wasn't even activating her power. Yeah, I was too. (laughs) The only amusing bit when it comes to Sanji this entire chunk. But it was trying to be funny, but uh, a bit too much. Mark, yeah, yeah. I I did like um, Chopper's like immersion therapy idea, (laughs) like that. That's funny. Um, but the rest of it, I was just like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that that little bit where Chopper was like, oh, he managed to hold in his nosebleed. It's because of my therapy, and also because Nami's wearing a coat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, that was pretty good too. Yeah. You're you're self-aware of it. I get it. And he's working on it. Um, Yeah, that was one of my bits, too. Uh, I very much enjoyed seeing the monster trio, of the time at least, uh, all jammed together in one bubble in extremely tight quarters. They do so good, and we don't see them for like a chapter or two. And when they're back, it's just (laughs) Luffy being as happy as can be, and then two grumpums. I'm rather shocked that Zoro's bubble was somehow the one to live. <laughs> I was shocked too. <laughs> like Luffy's for sure. His was going to pop from the hop. Yep. <laughs> no doubt about that. But for Sanji's to go and Zoro's to maintain his integrity, that's that's pretty wild. Well, Zoro knew he would get lost if he left the bubble, so <laughs> he just kind of took it easy. I'm not quite sure Zoro's that self-aware, but that would have been wise <laughs> if, yeah. if uh, that was the mental process there. Yeah. Oh, Zoro. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the beginning of this uh, like trip down to Fishman Island, uh, Nami's kind of explaining the the science of it all, the, the sea currents of the Grand Line, and she mentions a concept called salinity, you know. To which Luffy responds, oh yeah, of course, I know all about salinity. I used to play with it all the time as a kid. <laughs> and then Zoro immediately after, oh yeah, I've always wanted one of those salinity swords. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's some deeper meaning to this, like some pun in Japanese or whatever, but regardless, it's very good. <laughs> Indeed. Just two goofy boys being goofs. Uh, and then along those same lines, like while Nami is explaining, they they go off and they're just like, "Yeah, this is this is too much for me." But uh, Usopp and Chopper, they're like, "Oh no, we're we're interested." And then she says, "Like one more fact," and they're just like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm out." There's just Brain some weird full. sea currents. <laughs> oh man, those silly guys. Yeah, yeah, just having a tea, a good time. Uh shortly after caribou makes his sneaky escape while on the boat still he's peeking out in his barrel monologuing about how he's gonna like kill them all for like half a page it feels like uh-huh. all, all the while frankie is just getting slowly closer and closer <laughs> by i have to imagine well I, I don't remember if it was a thought bubble or a text bubble but i like to imagine that caribou was just saying this stuff at like a normal volume at least <laughs> at the, the dude least, is I'm not sure. bright oh, poor guy he's got all that space in his body for stuff but no more brains no all full and he's not even as cool as his brother that wears a lizard as a hairpiece like i mean all he has to do is kill his brother and take his lizard well i think his brother's dead now but (laughs) his lizard probably is too oh dang yeah nuts Uh, well i i got nothing else so uh my only other one was uh, Brooke being the most spooked of all out of anybody after seeing the ghost ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Good old Vanderdecken. What a guy. What a guy Brooke is. Yeah, that's my last one. So I guess we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up there. Next week, we'll be covering chapters 613 through 627. A meaty one. Uh, Like I said before, there's no break next week. Next chapter releases on June 5th. 
If you have questions, uh, concerns, general uh, yelling at Jordan business that needs to be tended to, feel free to send in all those things via email to an inherited will podcast at gmail.com on Twitter to at inherited underscore will or in a comment on the platform of your choosing. As always, thanks for listening. Bye.